they basically said, hey, Vernon Butler, take a seat. Just, you know, like Chris Hansen, have a seat. Just, just have a seat. Just, just sit right there. You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo podcast with your hosts, Andrew Chang and Justin Goddard. Hello, 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 and welcome into another game recap episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast. My name is Andrew Chang, and not alongside me is my co-host, Justin Goddard. Our schedules aren't lining up. It's the holiday season. It's stuff like this is going to happen, but that's not going to stop us from bringing you that content that we love to bring to you. Um, As always, you can find us on most social media and podcasting platforms, and even on YouTube by searching up The Wandering Buffalo Podcast. We're part of the Built-In Buffalo Network, where we pump out content seven days of the week, all year round, even on Christmas and on Thanksgiving. We love to do it, so you can definitely check out those content creators that we have on our awesome team. Uh, without further ado, we got to talk about this Bills beatdown of the New Orleans Saints. They did such a great job coming back after that Colts game that I unfortunately attended. Although, you know, I, I had a feeling they would bounce back because this New Orleans team was hurt to say the least they they had so many of their key starters out and if the bills didn't perform the way that they did on thanksgiving night i would have had some real concerns even if we had the got the w right if you barely skid away from a backup quarterback led team with i think like two of their offensive linemen uh like their tight ends were beat up the wide receiver one and two no running backs like and we barely would have beat that team, I would have had some concerns. But that's what we're not we're, that's not what happened, right? The Bills beat the Saints 31 to 6, right? They scored seven in the first. Okay. Three in the second. And eh, not so good. And then in the second half they turned it up. 14 points in the third, seven in the fourth, and held the Saints only to six points. As always, we gotta start with our guy Josh Allen. Allen was great. He had a throwing or a completion percentage of 82%. 82%. That's amazing. 20, 23 of 28 throws for 260 yards, an average of 9.3 yards per completion. He had four total touchdowns, two interceptions, which we'll get to. Uh, you know, he, he got sacked twice and just an overall rating of 115.2. Man, my guy Allen, I got to say when I was watching him, it it almost felt like he didn't have to do too much, right? There he was working his way down the field and that's what defenses are going to do against the Bills, right? They they know the Bills want these big explosive plays, but they're trying to, you know, bottle them up, make them work their way down the field and this game is a perfect example of why Allen could do that. We know he can do that um, during that, what, 2019 season when we went to the wild card game in Houston. Allen was known for his intermediate throwing. So I knew in, in the back of my head that this guy was very capable of that style of play. It was only just a matter of time before he, you know, Put it all together, and now we can see what this Bills defense, our offense, can do, led by Josh Allen. 
you want to you want to play back so he doesn't throw super deep passes on you that's fine we'll just nickel nickel and dime our way all the way down the field and then punch it in so Allen did a great job can't complain there and you know i i also have like these bullet points there's no real structure to these episodes when i do them <laughs> and it's funny because i'm more of the structured person out of justin and i and uh it, it's just funny because i'm not doing it <laughs> Anyways, some some bull points I had here. That third down run by Allen, the first one, was so broken where he had to kind of go back and then moving forward. It was in the first series, I believe. That play that play was so broken, and Allen was still able to convert and move the chains, which we all know eventually led to Dawson Knox having a touchdown where he broke the record and. Before we get to Dawson Knox, because he he's a big person in my in my in my eyes, and the reason why the Bills had, you know, a great Thanksgiving out. Allen bounced back. I I was on record last week saying you know Allen didn't really look the best against the Colts, and I also don't think he was that bad against Colts. It's just there there just wasn't enough for to move the needle. Last last week against the Colts. This week against the Saints, I think he like broke broke the meter. He did fantastic, right? And that's where I'm gonna leave with Allen. Fantastic job, great quarterback, and I loved. If you need to know anything about Josh Allen, watch that post game where he's eating the turkey leg, and at the end he goes like, "Go Bills." That's all you need to know about Josh Allen. <laughs> um, let's move on here to Dawson Knox. My guy Dawson, he broke the franchise record for touchdown catches for a tight end for the Bills, and I believe he might be in the lead or is tied for the lead with Hunter Henry for touchdowns in the NFL for a tight end. So in this game in general, he had three catches for 32 yards and two touchdowns. You know, that third one, or that... He should have had a third one, I should say, but, uh, you know, we had like four or five linemen down the field when it was a, it was supposed to be a screen pass to Brito, but he went the wrong way. So Allen just had to improvise, and, you know, Knox came down with the catch. Now we know it obviously didn't count, but I, I thought that catch was very impressive, and I don't know about you guys, but I was really nervous about how Knox was going to come back after, you know, breaking a bone in his hand. And they even said at that one, you know, the Turkey interview, which side note, I love that Dawson Knox took the biggest bite possible out of that turkey leg. I, I would have, I'm on that same page with you guy. So funny. Anyways, he, the, I forgot who's interviewing him, but he, he goes, um, the interviewer goes like, Hey, Knox, like, you know, I know you're coming back from injury and your hand's a little swollen. He was like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little swollen, all this other stuff. And it, it just blows my mind away that he, his hand's not fully healed because it's inflamed, but he's still able to go out there, compete and contribute. This offense is so much better when he's in the lineup. And today was a great example of that. Uh, you know, one another side note that I, I saw with 
the Bills offense was there were a lot of zone read plays. Um, Allen was making the right zone read plays too, right? Remember when we played Jacksonville on that fourth and one and Allen should have gave the ball to Singletary, but he instead took it and then fumbled it? You didn't see any of that today. I personally think that Allen made all the right reads and it led to pretty much positive plays. And that's not, you can't really ask much more of your quarterback than for them to make those right reads. And you saw Allen is learning as week to week, right? Week to week. He's, it's, he says it's a week to week league and he's proving that he can learn on the fly, as we know he can do from past experiences. We're going to move to the offensive line. My guy, Dion. Not a great game, Dion. I, I love him. And all I can think about is when Dion was holding, I think, Grayson, the you know college roommate from, for Josh, from with Josh Allen, sorry. And he's just pulling his jersey, and it's like, stretched out like three or four yards like and i think um uh, one of the announcers were like man the whole stadium's trying to throw the flag on Dion dawkins right there and i yeah you can't really defend that if <laughs> i thought it was funny but uh yeah no Dion, you you definitely can't do that not one of your best games this season and i i don't really know i i don't remember seeing a game this rough from Dion. And I have to go back and watch the tape here, but I didn't really see anything from Cody Ford or 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 I know they were rotating someone else in there, and their their name's escaping me right now. But or Jamel Douglas, I I th- I thought I heard the announcer say that you know they were rotating someone at right guard, which I thought was kind of strange. But uh, and then it just looked like Cody Ford was just manning it down after they. We're trying that. But, again, Allen only got sacked twice for 12 yards. And, again, the the Saints were playing through a lot of injuries. But, in general, it looked like the offensive line did their job, right? They, Allen, again, went for, let's see here, through 260 yards in the air. And in terms of rushing the football, they went they carried the ball thirty two times for hundred and thirteen yards. It it sounds like the offensive line did their jobs, but until we go back and watch the tape, it's really kinda hard to tell. Let's move on here. Gabriel Davis. Yeah. He he's a great blocker and a reason why a lot of plays open up for Knox and uh, Matt Breida and other beneficiaries of that offense. And don't forget that this man had some nice catches. He had two for 47 yards. And I got to tell you, a lot of players that don't show up in the stat column get forgotten, right? And I think Gabriel Davis is a perfect example of that. Everyone's like, oh, what happened to Gabriel? Myself included. Uh, in the first couple of games, I'm like, oh, where's Gabriel Davis? Like, this guy had a explosive rookie season, and now it just looks like he's dwindled away. But you don't get put in the stat columns or brownie points for blocking, 
because you won't show up in the stack column at the end of the day. You as, or I should say we as, you know, Gabriel Davis stands or fans in general of the Buffalo Bills need to look out for other players who don't have the rock in their hand and why the Bills score touchdowns, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it's more it's more than just getting the ball in the end zone. It's how they get the ball in the end zone, right? And I think Gabriel Davis contributed mightily in that um, category and mainly in positive plays. Let's move on here. Oh, yeah, the interceptions. The interceptions by Josh Allen. Hmm. So the first INT, right, it's, it looks like a miscommunication. No, it is a miscommunication between Allen and Diggs. Allen's breaking out, Allen, or I'm sorry, Diggs is breaking out to his, to his right, and Josh Allen throws to his left. Obviously, we know what happens. He gets picked off. It reminds me of a lot of that first game that the Bills played against New England and Allen threw it directly to uh, J.C. Jackson. And uh, they made a note on that play too, like, oh, you know, it was a miscommunication between the cornerback and the wide receiver. And, I mean, it's it's a very rare occurrence, right? How many games have the Bills played this season? 11, and we got into the playoffs Last year, like two plays out of one and a half full seasons of football, stuff like this happens. It's very fluky. It's okay that it happened, but, you know, try not to make it happen again. And that's easier said than done because as a quarterback, especially in that um, type of offense, there's a lot of things going on. And Helen does a lot in terms of calling out protections, changing up the plays, you know, maneuvering in the pocket, trying to throw stuff on time. It's easier said than done. But occasionally stuff, stuff like this can happen. And I'm not going to, you know, put too many eggs in that basket because personally I don't know if Diggs was supposed to break in or go out, but I do know that it led to an interception when the Bills had momentum. So, and it took points off the board ultimately, so not not awesome. And I'll move into the second interception here. That's not Allen's fault, right? He got hit as he threw. I don't know what he was doing with that ball, but, you know, obviously it ended up in the hands of a New Orleans Saints player, which they did nothing with, so awesome it you know damage minimized but again took points off the board when we were right there i i wanted i wanted the points right before the half cuz you know we got the ball the half i wanted stuff to, i wanted stuff to keep going i wanted that momentum but unfortunately the bills did not get that momentum going into the half let's move on here brita and singletary brita started off really really hot I, I think he looks really good. Didn't fumble like he did, uh, what was that, against the Jets. Yeah, looked great. And then, let's see what else. Oh, and then he went the wrong way on that screen, which that second catch by Dawson Knox, which didn't count. But 
if you look at it, Eichbacher, Dion, I think, and Mitch Morris are all going to the left. And my guy, my guy Brita is going to the right. And you can tell Alan looks back and was like, what the hell? And he's just like, okay, circus time. Where where am I going with this football? All right, I'm going to throw it to my guy Knox because he's hot. He's got the hot hand, the hot inflamed hand, but he he's going to do something with it. He catches it. Obviously, we know it doesn't count for a touchdown. And then Brita kind of disappears. Disappears for the whole third quarter. And you don't see him really until the game's completely secured. So, like, I mean, it was always secured going at after it was like 24 to like nothing or something like that. But you don't see Brita until midway through the fourth. And, you know, when he comes back, he scores a screen touchdown, a screen pass for a touchdown. So I I like Brita. Personally, I think he's RB1. He's got the speed. He's so far making the right reads, cutting at the right time. Now, that's not to take away from our guy Singletary because he had some really nice runs in that third. I I can think of two running plays where he got tackled and pushed the pile or fought through contact for at least three to four yards. Um, One that brought us within five yards of the end zone. Really, really nice stuff from um, Singletary, who I had low stock in uh, after his first couple of games here in the 2021 Bills season. Other than that, you know, oh, I'll I'll end it I'll end my offensive rant here with Stefan Diggs putting uh Lattimore into a blender. Whew. Oh my god. When you see it, it's it's like a work of art, really. The way that he hesitates, goes in, cuts out, and the way the turf, like pebbles, just kick up so high up to like his knees, just shows you how hard he just put his foot in the ground and just planted, and was able to cook Lattimore for six, and that was just one of Allen's four touchdowns. Allen had a great day. Diggs had a great day. The whole offense had a great day, but. As we know, this uh, this victory was not without a loss, and that comes with Trey White. And we'll get to that right after the break. Welcome back, everyone. I'm going to finish this game recap episode of the Bills' triumphant win over the New Orleans Saints, and we got to talk about the defense, special teams, coaching, I guess, and... We're going to start by talking about Trey White's injury. I am so upset about that. It's... Trey White is not only a fan favorite. He's one of my favorite players in that on the team, right? He was the first player picked by Sean McDermott. Before even Brandon Bean got there, because we know uh, Doug Whaley was there, but he wasn't drafting, right? It was Sean McDermott. He said, I want Tredavious White. Come to Buffalo. He comes to Buffalo. What does he do? Put up all pro numbers. Earns a nice chunk of change 
think like seventeen and a half million dollars or something like that. I I might be might be wrong there, but you you get the point. He he's a locker room guy, a fan favorite, does a lot for the community, and just all around like a lovable guy, and he's so good on the field. And to see him go down with that ACL tear, which I also heard there's a possibility that he tore his MCL as well. Now, there were a lot of reports before the, the official report came out with a lot of speculation and a lot of people were capping and it, meaning like they, they were lying. They, they didn't actually have good information to support their claims or saying some egregious things and if you were me uh you were just sitting there hoping that whoever said like oh yeah he tore his acl oh you know he this or that like you just sat there hoped had your fingers crossed and just were praying that trey was not going to be lost this season and that he was going to be healthy because that's the most important thing right these guys are players they have livelihoods. This is a significant injury. You see players, not not everyone comes back from this kind of injury, at least not the same. And I don't know if he'll be the same. And I'm not trying to be pessimistic here, but that that's going to take him some time to come back from. And I just really hope that... He gets the right kind of, you know, medical treatment. He, we know he's got a lot of um, support around him, family, fans, the, obviously the franchise of the Bills organization and his teammates around him. It's just, it all, it's just sad, really. So I, I don't really know how else to put it. I Trey, if you're out there listening, I, I hope you get well soon. I know a lot of people on Bills Mafia are donating to your charities out there, and if you're in, if you're interested in doing so, look up what the Bills Mafia Babes and other um, you know nonprofit organizations who are tied with Buffalo Bills content creators and just um, you know famous fans, if you will, are doing because they'll definitely put out uh, opportunities or share opportunities for you to contribute to help cheer up our guide. Number 27, Tredavious white gone, never forgotten, but, uh, let's, let's get back to the game recap. All right. So the defense, you know, they did their job and I don't have a whole lot to say about the defense. And usually when that's the case, it's because they did their job, you know, you know, offense, the opposing offense tried to throw the ball and run the ball, but it didn't happen. Okay. What else? Well, that's exactly what happened, right? The Saints tried replicating what the uh, Indianapolis Colts did with Jonathan Taylor, but they don't have that Colts line. They're not healthy. And they had, you know, Jones Jr. and Montgomery in the background trying to rush. In total, the this New Orleans Saints tried rushing 25 times, got 44 yards, so that's an average of 1.8 yards per carry. The longest carry was 11 yards, and I'm pretty sure that was during garbage time. 
the Bills said, try us. <laughs> we are ready. And I don't know if this is exactly the reason why the Bills' defense was better, but they basically said, hey, Vernon Butler, take a seat. Just, you know, like Chris Hansen, have a seat. Just just have a seat. Just, just sit right there. And then, you know, Brian and Unku just came in, and I have, again, have to go back and check to see if what they did, if, if it helped contribute or not. But the Bills' run defense looked really, really good. And I understand, again, the New Orleans Saints didn't have their premier running backs in. But I got to work with what we have here. So, again, Bills run defense, really, really good. Bills passing defense, again, really, really good. Trevor Simeon, 17 of 30 pass attempts for, oh, I'm sorry, 17 of 29 pass attempts for 163 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and got a rating of 71.5. Pretty sure the average is 90, so you held him like 18 and a half under the league average. Good, good in my book. You made a backup quarterback look like a backup quarterback. So, defense, pass defense looked great. Uh, Dane Jackson came in obviously for the injured uh, Tredavious way, and I got a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not saying I'm not on the Dane Jackson train, it's just I haven't seen enough from him, right? We know about that. Great pass breakup they had against New Hopkins uh, in that Arizona game. Fantastic. But I also seen him get cooked against a Jacksonville wide receiver this year. Now, luckily, you know, that throw was incomplete. But Dane Jackson literally bit so hard. And I believe Jones for the wide receiver for the Jags was open with no one in an area code of him. But Trevor Lawrence missed the throw. So we got lucky there. There's just not enough. Anyways, getting back to it. There's just not enough tape on Dane Jackson for me to feel good or bad for him. I just need to see more. So moving on, Mario Asson. He had a sack, right? He also had two tackles for loss. One of those tackles for losses, I believe, was on a fourth or third in short. And... You know, obviously, Mario ended up coming up in the stat column, but we we as Bills fans know that was all Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver. And that, again, not to take credit away from Mario Addison, but Ed Oliver had himself a day. Oh my God, this guy. And he doesn't really even show up in the stat column too. He had four tackles, three solo tackles, and half a sack. So he finally gets his... Well, I can't say first sack, but he finally gets in the sack column, I'll say. But it's not going to show how much havoc that this man actually wrecked. He he was just all up in there. The running backs didn't couldn't go up the middle. The you know Trevor Simeon didn't really have enough time. No, you can't really ask more for an Oliver who had family in attendance and. I, I, I feel like whenever Ed Oliver is playing against a team that has to do with some somewhere near where he's from 
or if he has family attends, this man just kicks it into a different gear. It's like he just he hits that like button, you know, where he's like, okay, I gotta I gotta go ham. <laughs> Amazing guy. Amazing performance by Ed Oliver. Love the guy. Great year. And honestly, I think he's probably gonna get that fifth year option for sure. I'm not I mean I knew he was gonna get it, but uh he's he's definitely definitely getting it with uh potential contract extension. Too soon to say, but uh if he keeps playing like this, no doubt in my mind. Let's go Oh. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. If they're not all pro this year, the NFL is rigged. Hands down. No other way to put it. Boyer's been snuffed so many times. Hyde's been snuffed. These guys are playing fantastic football. Even when Trey White wasn't there. And again, I know the Saints don't have their top number one receiver, but they did fantastic. Really, really good work from Poyer and Hyde. And Poyer came away with the INT. Hyde almost had a sack. And then lastly, Tremaine Edmonds was back. I think he played outstanding, right? He helped fill in those run defenses. Looked good out there. Looked like he never missed actually two weeks of football, but he really did, (laughs) unfortunately. And then Matt Milano, again, really good out there. I can one play specifically stands out to me with Matt Milano. They were trying to do, I believe, a screen play like inside their own fifteen, and Milano went through two blockers to tackle Montgomery before he could even like do anything. Before he can even like turn his head and look upfield, Milano very great at dissecting and reading that play, but and stopping it for a loss really. A tackle for a loss. So awesome stuff there. Let's move on to special teams, coaching, and you know, our player of the game. So special teams. Really good. Really, really good. And Marquez Stevenson. I didn't think he was gonna come out and play. I really thought the Bills were going to go like, hey, we're going to stick with the face of the franchise here, Isaiah McKenzie. But they were like, no, you know, McKenzie, you fumbled on yourself against the Colts. That can't happen. And they said like, all right, we're going to give this rookie a shot here. And I thought he did fairly well, pretty well, actually. Now, we we did see the muff, which kind of shows you the Bills' talent at that position, right? You, we, it's just kind of like not one's decisively better than the other, but I think we saw enough from McKenzie where, or I think Sean McDermott saw enough of McKenzie where he was like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta do something else here because McKenzie could cost us the game right now." And it's not like he's the reason why we lost against the Colts, but it was very backbreaking. When I saw him fumble off a kickoff, a uh, kickoff return, and uh, again I was at that game, and no one was around him. He just fumbled on the ground. Unbelievable, inexcusable, really. But uh, again, I understand catching football is probably pretty hard, especially when it's like 
so high up in the air and it's wet but uh i i i think uh i think stevenson deserved his chance and i thought he did pretty good pretty good not not enough on the tape but uh we'll, we'll see let's see here oh we gotta talk about that fourth down play that the saints tried running and then saran neal had that nice heads up play to stop it and that bro i it faked me out i was on the couch and my girlfriend's mom's house just watching the game and i was like all right i feel good I feel good about this the bills got a fourth down stop and next thing you know i see the punter throw a pass i'm like what you know almost spitting up my like drink like what what is going on like luckily Neal help you know make <laughs> help me from spitting up all over the tv screen so th- thanks dude i appreciate that and hey matt hawkey even did really good in my opinion Good punts. Let's see what he had on average here. Matt Hawk. Let's see. Three punts for 127 yards, 42.3 on average. Two punts inside the 20. Pretty good. Pretty good. Let's move on. Bass, obviously, excellent job on his kickoffs, his directional um, kicking on those kickoffs really impressed me, you know, where he was making the returner think like, should I take this out? Yeah, I'm going to take this out. And none of the kicks even made it to the 25. None of them. It was awesome. Really good stuff there. Moving on to, I guess, this last note before I get into the player of the game, in my opinion. There were a lot of penalties where I could have swore taunting was going to get called against the Saints. Most notably the one where, you know, Allen, I think this is like his first first time getting sacked or something like that. And he gets up and the, the defensive end for the Saints is just in his ear, quite, quite literally right here. And if you can't see what I'm doing, I'm pointing at my cheek. And just talking to him. Just clearly saying something. And kind of head checked him. With his helmet that hit Allen's uh, face guard. And you know Allen did a little bit of acting. Where he's like oh what are you doing oh. (laughs) That wasn't taunting. Kind of blew my mind away. And then I think about that. How it wasn't a roughing the passer. When he got tackled real low. Real like below the knees. Like probably like right in the middle of the calf and Allen like looks back at the head ref and goes like that's not roughing the passer and I don't know what the head ref said but it looked like it looked like he said just just keep playing football dude so I don't know they called a roughing the passer and Ed Oliver in that game and I can see why that was a roughing the passer but if you're gonna call that you definitely have to call roughing the passer on that play against Allen doesn't make sense last but not least player of the game i gotta give it to my guy dawson knox and the reason why i say this is because he broke the fan franchise record for most receiving touchdowns for the buffalo bills Allen, obviously here had a really solid game throwing for 82 percentage a completion percentage but this man knox broke a record you can't ignore that (laughs) you know Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thanks for listening if you made it all the way to the end. 
Tomorrow, uh, my guy Justin Goddard is going to preview that Monday night game against the New um, the New England Patriots. I almost said New Orleans Saints. I said their names too many times today. <laughs> but yes, Monday night football, prime time, and the Patriots are eight and four right now. They lead the division, but uh, the Bills are going to try their best to uh, foil their plans, and I'll be there in attendance. All the way up in the 300s, rooting for my guys in blue or white or red or whatever they decide to trot out there. I'm recording this on um, Monday, so I don't really know what they're wearing at, at the moment. But regardless, go Bills and um, check out my guy Justin's episode tomorrow with the game preview of the New England Patriots. As always, you can find us on social media and podcasting platforms and even on YouTube by searching up The Wandering Buffalo Podcast. If you're interested in joining our show, being a part of it, or contributing, leave a comment, subscribe, or reach out to us via DMs on our social media accounts. Speaking of DMs, uh, you can find me on social media at uh, 2 Chang's and my guy Justin at jgods22. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and go Bells. Go Bells.